Why do you jump on that? Why do you assume that that's where I'm going? I, Steve, you're very progressive. You are the mo- you are on a regular basis the person most terrified of offending people just in general. And you hide it under this exterior of no, I'm edgy, but deep down it's like, Nick, I don't think we should cover this topic. I think it's a very sensitive. I think we might offend a lot of people. Look, all I'm saying is I may or may not have dumped half of the tweets that I have said in the past 5 months because I've only been on it for a year, so I was about to say years, but that's not true, for no reason at all. I just I just felt like doing it. So that when you're directing the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, they don't dig in and yeah. prevent you from being a part of it? Yeah. Let's talk about that. That won't <laughs> yes, offend yes, anyone, that, I'm have sure. Another hour, that'll be another hour conversation. But, um, so you, 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 you've stated your opinion on um, Hunchback Frozen? of Notre Dame. Oh. What? I was asking Frozen or... Well, Frozen versus Hunchback of Notre Dame, but uh, the moms are always dead, dude. Moms are always dead. The moms are always dead. The moms are always dead. It's a Disney trope. So what you're saying is, if they're dead, there's no way they can be aware. Well, it's the same thing as like a Spielberg, a Spielberg movie. What? Speaking oh. of mothers being aware, yeah, never, welcome to the Songtopsy Report. Never mind, I can't make the point I was going to make now, because now we, we've inexorably moved into the terrible uh, segue portion. Yes, I'm sorry, Steve. We're going to have to cut your hour monologue of you musing philosophically on some topic related to cinema. And uh, I believe you just mean the format of the show? That too. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I'm your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm not the last person to talk now, Steve Trollin. Indeed you are not, because today we have our very first special guest on this episode of the Song Topsy Report, Mr. Ian Brodsky. Hi. Hello, Ian. Hi. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, Ian is a uh, friend of all of ours. He is a Yay. very... <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Ian's dope as fuck. Damn you, right. Well, actually, on it's that on his business card. <laughs> it is actually Ian Brodsky, actor, choreographer, dope as fuck. Yes. <laughs> Multi instrumentalist. Yes, that too. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot one. <laughs> Ian, would you prefer to uh, toot your own horn as to your accomplishments and your um, various hats you wear? Or would you like me to do that? I'd rather not, if you don't mind. Okay. I'm the one who wears hats on this show. Any of our longtime viewers, <laughs> listeners, damn you, Mike, <laughs> viewer listeners know that I am the one that has a set of hats that I put on every episode. Prop yes. hats. Prop hats, <laughs> giant high horses that you sit on while you're No, your you're the one that's on the high horse. You, that, all right, you know, I... Wilbur you, will accept any rider. If you can't, on your own show, remember the things you can call back to, then God help you. Listen, Steve, this isn't about you. This is about Ian, who, as we mentioned, is an actor, accomplished actor, choreographer, multi-instrumentalist. Inst- instrumentalist. You're an instrumentalist. <laughs> You're an instrumentalist. <laughs> what kind of things are you doing to these instruments, Ian? <laughs> no, it's not instrumentalist. Instrumentalist. <laughs> yes. Uh, and most recently, Ian uh, and myself have been collaborating on a web series, which we have mentioned a few times on this show, uh, Subletters, which is under the production company umbrella Dapper Devil Productions that the sh- podcast you are listening to this very moment is also under. Um, Ian and myself uh, have written this web series. Uh, I directed it. Ian was the production manager, the star, the uh, craft services the i'm trying to remember all the hats that we gave you in the credits that's me too um i think you covered them all though yes no no i, I just want to drive home the point that uh ian has been an integral part of subletters and of dapper devil productions as a whole In- integral or integral both okay. and we're very thrilled to have him on now the song that we're covering today we kind of chose specifically because it deals with some areas of ian's expertise uh, the song we're covering... <laughs> no, 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 it really doesn't. Yes, it does, because <laughs> choreography is involved. No, not... I, I didn't... Ian gave me a look that he always gives me when I seemingly uh, slap him in the face, metaphorically <laughs> speaking. But uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a dig at you. It was a dig at the notion of, uh, of what constitutes choreography and what we're about to talk about. I'll allow it. No, this episode we're going to dive into the very concept of what choreography is. It's good. We're gonna we're gonna peel the veil back because uh, the song that we're talking about is called "Mothers Be Aware." 
Now, at first glance, that might sound like an odd name for a song. Almost like a song that was possibly not written by a real artist. Almost a song that was maybe just written for an Austrian Dance Dance Revolution knockoff video game that wasn't able to license any real songs. Uh, it's not that they weren't able to, it's that they chose not they to. They made the artistic decision yes. to choose not to <laughs> because get recognizable music. Because they had the, there's Dance Dance Revolution, Dance Dance Revolution, I think Mel B from the, the Spice Girls. That's, she's from the Spice Girls, Mel Oh B. yeah? I think she's a Spice Girl. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, she'd be. <laughs> uh, she Spice had, Girl expert, She had her own like dance rhythm type game. There was like five or six of them on the market at the time, but they all had... Licensed music from notable celebrities and, and singers and whatnot, and they just wanted to separate themselves from the pack. Separate themselves with songs like this. Rachel is a faithful daughter, only drinking holy water. Never misses service since age four. Sing hallelujah. No one is as nice as Trish is She's making bread and dust dishes And later on she's cleaning up the floor You don't buy it, do you? Must be aware that your daughter's Ah, we have found the dumbest, catchiest song <laughs> for our listeners. This, you will not not hear this song for a week. This is, the, I think, the catchiest song we've ever yes, done. Th there is so much to discuss here, but I'm just interested, uh, Ian, as our first guest on the uh, podcast, what your first thoughts are on Mothers Be Aware. Um, my first thought is I'm watching this video, and I love that Yavol is, like, popping up every three seconds. <laughs> um, also, like, right now we're looking at the lyrics next to the video of this, and um, I appreciate that they're spelling Rachel like the German way, like Rach, like R A C H A E L. Yeah. That's besides the point. Um, <laughs> okay. First of all, I appreciate what a story this tells. Um, this is definitely about family values. Um, however, I do think she is. She doesn't exactly understand the purpose of holy water. <laughs> That's what I'm getting Jeez. just from that first... It's uh, actually super nasty. Yes. Really. People are just dipping their hands like, in it every single also, day. So, like, so the listeners know, like, I am, like, I am, like, a Jew. Like, I am one who was Jewish. And, like, Christianity, like, literally every other religion just did not, was not talked about in our family. So I went a solid... 20 years before knowing most of anything about any other religion. So I mean, well, if, you, and, you know half of it. We just took your half and then added stuff right. to it. So. And if Rachel was your first indication as to what Christianity is, she'd be setting a terrible example because she just be she drinks exclusively holy water. That's right. all we know, Rachel which is probably Trish, not like, healthy. Right. Like, Rachel and Trish, like, they seem like... Is it Mennonite? Is it... Um, like evangelical, like their lives just seem very boring. And also, we we must clarify the the visual we're watching is exactly what you would expect to see, like for like a Dance Dance Revolution game. We are seeing computer generated characters shimmying around doing choreography. We're you're seeing the falling arrows indicating which uh, mo dance movie should be doing. Yes, it it should be noted that the the arrows do not correspond to what the if you are actually playing this game with like a dance mat and everything. The way you are moving on the mat, no way, in no way corresponds to the choreography of the computer-generated characters. On, That's true. Like on, and, and I don't even mean that as like an accidental thing. They totally knew that when they were making the game. That's part of the game. It's just, oh, no, you're not actually doing this dance. We just wanted them to be doing something interesting for you to watch while you were like moving your left leg up and down and to the left and then moving your right leg forward, forward, back, forward. Circle, circle, square. <laughs> yeah, they didn't play test the choreography at all. They're just like, put arrows in. It'll all work out. But on the note... Oh, go ahead. Does this game have, like, two separate squares per foot? Because I'm seeing up arrows. There's only two places coming down. Like, they're coming down in two columns. Yeah. And there's up arrows in both columns. Yeah, you're supposed to... So you're supposed to... That's part of the rhythm, Michael, is that <laughs> there's two, uh, two bars uh, on the screen here. On the dance mat, there's only up, down, left, right. There's two bars, one corresponding to the left foot and one to the right foot. So you're supposed to 
have enough knowledge of where your feet are going to make your right it's foot a lot go to on ask the left. For a lot of games. How is it gonna know, Steve, if I'm stepping with my right foot or my left foot? It has no idea. Unless I'm having foot sensors. What oh, kind of yes. advanced game is this, Steve? This is the most advanced dance game ever. They have sensors that know when you're doing your left foot or your right yes, foot. Yes, I see the point you were trying to make now. Okay. By the way, just like just throwing it out there, I'm terrible at dance dance revolution. Like yeah. I like that I I'm just awful, miserable at it. You're not one of those like gross, sweaty people at the arcade that's been on <laughs> the machine. From 2004. Yeah, that's yeah. been on the machine that's for been half all their an day hour. At Sports World, just playing that game, and everyone's like, "Hey, can I get a turn?" And they're like, "No." Well, on the note of the game, so uh, in terms of the research, I have to tip my hat to Mr. Steven Trollinger, who was actually our primary researcher for this episode and did a bang up job. Yes, I did the work, but refused to take the uh, the actual responsibility of disseminating the information <laughs> so question what like maybe like even just for this song like what year was this like out in the world like how far back into the new millennium are we going so this game came out in 2010 um the the golden age i call it uh, <laughs> and it was um all right i guess i will be disseminating the information <laughs> damn you ian this is why i didn't want him on the show <laughs> I would say I can leave, but you're in my house. Yes, yes this is true. <laughs> um, so the ga- so this this game was uh, was developed in 2010 uh, by a, a an Austrian game developer out of Vienna called Sproing Interactive Media. Sproing or Sproing? Probably Sproing. I don't know. Sproing. But it was, uh, yeah, Sproing Interactive Media. Um, you hear that sound effect in a lot of German porn. And it was published originally by a British game company that I think was that I think went bankrupt, and now it's a. A, a, a German company called uh, DTP Entertainment that actually publishes it. Uh, I could have that backwards. I wasn't able really to really determine. Oddly enough, there isn't a lot of researchable material on this Dance Dance Revolution knockoff game on the internet from like uh, eight years ago. So, shocking. yeah, shocking. Not a lot of people wanted to discuss it in, in journalism for some reason. Uh, but it was uh, the concept for the game uh, came from this. Uh, uh, an East German street dancing competitor, uh, and now nowadays just a uh, like a choreographer and businessman named Detlef Soust, uh, who went by the I guess dance street dance name D, and I say it like that because it's the letter D with an exclamation point after it. Every, everyone who saw him was always surprised to see him, and that's how he got the name. So it's like D. It's like uh, and now it's like and now announcing Detlef D Soust. And he appears in the game as, like, your guide. You're like, you play an undiscovered dance talent on your way to fame and fortune and TV, TV stardom. And he's guy, he discovers you on the streets. And, like, the levels correspond to it. Like, you, the first level is, like, you just doing, like, a street dance competition thing. But he doesn't notice you in the game unless you yell, D! Yeah. And then his character turns. Um... Yeah, so it, and it, came, it came out. It was a whole bunch of other, you know, games like it. So it didn't really... Uh, didn't really Do rock. Well. Yeah, it didn't really rock the Casbah, as they say, in but, Germany. But as you, as you said, they made the definitely solely artistic decision to make all their music for this game in house. Yes, or each, in H A U S. It was. Uh, it's funny you should say H A U S. Uh, I'll bring that up as to how I discovered this earlier. But um, the uh, it was, uh, they use all completely original songs, which I believe was purposeful. Um, and they, the songs were written and composed by a music producer named Florian Dankelmeyer, um, uh, and who produced them under he his... shaking his head. He, <laughs> <laughs> I am Florian Dankelmeyer. I will make your music. That is literally like, that just sounds like a character Nick would make up when he's bored. Yes. Okay, what's, what's the most stereotypical <laughs> fake German name I could come up with? Florian Dankelmeyer. Uh, now I'm pretty sure he's Austrian, but... Oh, excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. But come on, Nick, get with it. <laughs> Um, Privilege checked. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he he was a music music, uh, music producer. Had his own record label called DNA Music, which I think is now defunct. Again, hard to tell because the research I did, uh, I would run into this wall where the page that had all the information I wanted was completely in German, and I didn't know how to work Google Translate, so I just left it there. Uh, you mean you didn't know how to copy and paste? Also, I just kind of, I just kind of ran out of like gumption to do it, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really know how much. I took of this it informa- as a sign that yeah. this is the end of the road for my research. I didn't know how much of this information we actually needed to talk about on this show. I, I am satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, and the actual the the the, the DNA uh, music record label published this music, 
Uh, you can get it on streaming services. You can get it on Spotify, Spotify and Apple, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, or, <laughs> <laughs> can I get it on Spotify? You can get it on yeah. Spotify. You can get, you can get like the, the, whole, the whole album of all of these original songs on Spotify and Apple Music. And they are labeled under different artists that actually, like, this is labeled under the artist Smart Alec. Again, doing research on all the artists that are listed on this album, I could find no information on any of them. I don't know if they were just local, like one-offs. Like they just borrowed some local Austrian street talent and then forced them to be anonymous. Yeah, but but what, what we'll discover when talking about the lyrics of the song is this was definitely translated. Yes. <laughs> this, was, this was written... By uh, uh, Herr Dunkelmeyer, yes. um, who was trying to do like American brand pop music, yes, but from the perspective of like an Eastern European. Well, exactly. This the, the lyrics and the music. It sounds like aliens listened to American pop music, studied it the best they could, and came up with something that on the surface seems to be similar, but just something is not quite right on a fundamental level. Yeah, like if you look at the very first verse. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. The second verse. Uh, no one is as nice as Trish is just baking bread and does the dishes. I yes. gotta, like, yeah, we'll get, get to that. To them, though. Like, that does rhyme. Oh, no, it rhymes. Oh, they, they, that falls apart later in a different verse. But yes, this time they managed to rhyme. I, I just was about to say how impressed I was. Go on, Mike. Listen, Trish is just a nice girl working her way up to become a stay-at-home mom, okay? Right? Yes, because as we've established for Mike, that is the only career trajectory for women. But as Ian brought up before, the the, the basic the basic thrust of this whole song... Uh, Ian, I'm just joking around, dude. <laughs> that's what they all say. Um, the basic thrust of the song is... is do, uh, these these all of the girls mentioned all the women mentioned in this song girls not uh not uh no longer girls not yet women i yeah i was gonna say i imagine they're like between like 10 and 17. yeah i don't know if that's true because the thrust of the song i believe is moms be careful because when you're not watching your daughters are horrible slut bags yeah, yeah. <laughs> your seemingly perfect daughter they go out on Friday yeah. and they talk about things and dance and drink and they're floozies, I tell you. I mean, but I, I don't want I don't want to besmirch the mothers, but if you see your daughter conspicuously only drinking holy water, wouldn't that seem like a little bit of a cover, like she's trying too hard? I think it's a flask with a cross on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you, filled, what with are you filled with booze? It's like, what are you drinking, Rachel? What's this holy water, mom? Okay. <laughs> I got I got the spirits and right her, here, mom. And then her mom wakes up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Wait, and that's then, probably like, not what's holy her, what's water. Her name? Her, like, what's her name? Gretel, let's say. Yes. Like, And Gretel's like, oh, like my daughter, like, look how good of a daughter I have. Like, I deserve more money. Yes. Well, actually, let's get back into the song because uh, I want to go back over the lyrics in the first verse again. Just because, once again, as uh, Ian mentioned, it paints it paints a story. As all the best songs do. Rachel is a faithful daughter, only drinking holy water, never misses. And sorry, the one thing I just have to say is that the juxtaposition of hearing the song and just seeing like this Euro dance video game playing out in front of it, the juxtaposition is just very jarring, <laughs> um, and I love it. No one is as nice as Trish is. She's baking bread. I love this song. <laughs> I really do. I, I, <laughs> I, it is a real banger, like, to be completely honest. <laughs> I, I've listened, right, you're I've the first person in the universe who's ever said, Mothers be aware, that's a banger. <laughs> that's, it is. I'm sorry, people just don't have taste like I do. <laughs> But that's that's I listened to a few of the other songs that are on the, the, the game album and despite the fact that it is definitely off brand American pop written by Germans and Austrians, they do have a good ear for what like a Florian Florian Donkelmeyer has a very excellent ear for catchy tunes and I think part of that has to do with his uh, his company that he had also did like commercial jingles and things mm -hmm. things like that. So commercial jingles are designed specifically to 
become uh, earworms yeah. that you can never get rid of. Well, and I'm sure if you break down like the theoretical components of this song, it probably fits very well into the technical prop structure, which is a one four five, one four five, one four five, just on and on and on and on and on forever. Oh my God, guys, we've got someone who knows how music works on our music podcast. It only took like sixty episodes, <laughs> but we finally have a competent person who knows get about at music. Me. Music theory is my shit. I love that shit. I'm a nerd. <laughs> For music theory, you can cut this if you want, but like, no shame, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it almost seems as though like one of us needs to quit the show so he could be on it all the time. Steve, it's been an honor having you oh, on the show. Wait, Steve, why, why staring at me like that, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever has the least knowledge of how music works should should not be on the show anymore. Hey, listen, without <laughs> there needs to be somebody bringing up the real theories people aren't talking about in these songs. And I nominate one of the two people who started the show. <laughs> God damn it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? What has Mary done? Why do you ask that? Dude, when you're going to pay your dues, you got to pay up. Dude, it's like, what? I think on her Friday night, she's like settling a debt with like Fat Tony, the drug dealer. Well, I'm wondering. Loan like, shark. Excuse me. <laughs> Land shark. Um, well, I'm wondering, maybe Mary is just like part of like an underage working union and it's time for her to pay her dues. Maybe she's like, what, like 16 and she's just joined like what, what the Walgreens union and it's time for her to pay that 2% out of her paycheck so that she can get, well, it, it, I'm guessing that we're assuming this is in the Les Etats Unis, the United States of America, and her family doesn't have health insurance. So yeah. when she pays her 2%, that goes towards the health insurance that she's bringing to her family because she's a working middle class American. I, but I'm actually going to assume it's not in the United States because we're operating out of the notion that they can form unions. Yes. <laughs> also... <laughs> Ian, that is a fantastic theory, but it would... I'm assuming it's European. It would undermine the whole point of the song, because that sounds like the pinnacle of responsibility, to pay your union dues. Again, mothers be aware. <laughs> mothers be aware. Mothers be aware that your daughters are unionizing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always, it's just the notion of like... Rachel fights for better wages. <laughs> Dots her T's on all the pages. Dots her T's. It's Germany. Shut up. <laughs> it's it, that. Yeah, that's. It's kind of. I, I've. It's always had this notion of like there's when it comes to unions, there's a way to not do it and a way to do it too much. And America and and Europe are on two sides of that equation. Like America definitely doesn't know how to do it well. The Europeans do it too much. There's got to be a middle ground. Do you think the fake audience in this video game that's like in the background cheering are the recipients of union benefits and are just very happy that Rachel and Trish are doing Maybe their part? Maybe it's about time. Maybe they fought hard for these benefits and it's all thanks to Mary. They probably did. Damn right. Mary is now my favorite person we've ever had in a song before. <laughs> but Mary's also a little harlot. <laughs> but in like the 1930 sense. Yes. Like not, not like Do the you sense see of, those ankles? Yeah, that's exposed, what I Exposed. Mean. I tell you, exposed. Okay, okay. Oh, the so, cookies of Jesus right there, baby. Okay, so now this, what, what, this, what I was going to get to earlier from what Ian talked about this was the, when you were like, I'm, they were like between, you were, you, you were the one that said they are between like 10 and, and 16. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And this definitely, I never thought that, but obviously they are because one of them's a Girl Scout. One of them's a Girl Scout. And I don't know how far into your years you can be continued to be a girl I mean, scout boy scouts is like 16 17 yeah i would imagine girl, girl scouts, scouts I believe. yeah so i'm just uh like it it's this weird middle ground where it's a song about moms be careful because your daughters are going out and they're doing bad naughty things but also they're obviously teenagers or less 
And also the naughty things that they're doing are dancing and having fun and discussing politics. <laughs> yo, yo. Now, I believe in the last uh, verse about Tammy, yes. she was having trouble with her shoes and she had the blues. Now I feel like she just can't tie her shoes because she's like seven. You know? Mothers, be aware <laughs> that your daughters aren't developing at an appropriate speed. Shoes were tough, man. I wore Velcro to like a like fourth grade. I am the least <laughs> Choose surprised. Your carefully. I am the least surprised by that. Out of anything you've ever said. But it's towing this weird fine line of they're doing bad things, but the bad things they're doing are culturally really not that bad. And that's good because in the song, they're underage. But still, the song is about the bad things that they're doing. <sighs> yeah, mothers, be, be aware that from a very wide range of ages, from around 10 to 17, that your daughters are probably doing terrible things, like unionizing. I'm wondering, like, if, Dancing. We're, if we're assuming that, like, this is, and I know Steven, like, would attest to the opposite, but if we're assuming that this is taking place in the United States, is this just taking place in the town that Footloose is set in? Yes. Almost certainly. Yes. Almost seems certainly. seems to be a lot of rules Yes. Here. And this is before Kevin Bacon comes in and, like, fucks it all up, but I'm getting a real, like, Beaumont-esque, like, picture in here. River City, Iowa. River City, Iowa. Yeah. Das Beaumont. Duh. Oh, that's Russian. Never mind. Well, that's the thing. Well, if we take into consideration the fact in, in like German Germany, uh, uh, Austria, East Eastern European countries, there is that cultural uh, stigma that Americans have that they are like ten or twenty years behind America culturally. Like they are picking up. They are just now getting footloose. Yes. Like, you know, like that sort of thing. Like there's there's that stigma to that region of the world where like they The they, DVDs were coming on a very slow boat and they, they love made American it. culture, but they're like 20 years behind America on that culture. So like they're just like in 2010, they're just now getting footloose. Like they wow. they're like, "Oh man, this there's is There's a 30-year delay." Yeah. Like right, I'm not making that up, no, right? It's, it's genius. It's genius capitalism, okay? Here's Steve, because, so? because if you release it all, if you blow your entire load all at once, you blow your cultural world. load all over Eastern Europe. <laughs> you don't. You gotta do it. You gotta do it like, in little spurts. In is little that what you're saying? <laughs> this metaphor is running not away. That, not that I was keeping track, but I feel like I've lost track of the number of times I have heard Mike Russell say, "You can't blow your load all at once." <laughs> Just in life or today? Both. Have you been burned so many times, Mike, that this is just advice that you keep in your head at all times? Oh, remember that time when he was on the cruise ship and he burned his penis because <laughs> of how much he was ejaculating? No, it was soap. No, it was soap. All right, soap. <laughs> what were you Watch using the soap to do in the shower? Listen, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that is, we don't need to talk to. Uh, <laughs> Let's not relitigate the past. Let's not relitigate the past, Steve. <laughs> Mike, you used the word litigate. That was in a correct manner. That was very. That was very good. I feel like we are disrespecting our girls, Tammy, Mary, Rachel, and um, yes. Well, Ian, we have to take time out of every episode for me to make Mike feel bad about himself. That's just. That's just. It's on. It's on Nick's list of things to do for every episode. It, it is it. absolutely okay, not. Every year. Okay, two things about this. Ian, go ahead, sorry. No, I also have two things I want you to go first. Okay, let's Four see things. if our two things match up. Let's go. Two things about this. One, um, volunteer. Okay, yep, it's, yep, it's, that it's was the one. vocalist's okay. second language, I would That's imagine. That's what Doing I, yeah. Best American, slightly southern-tinged accent. This is, this is a perfect example of this was translated at one point yes. in time. And, and I don't, it's not even like it needs to be fudged in order to fit the meter or anything like that mary is a restless volunteer it works no matter which way you you you, you spread no, it no it's just it's it's someone whose second language is english trying to say volunteer in a song uh the second thing is i we're watching so we're using uh genius lyrics to look at the lyrics now genius lyrics has the lyrics of the first two parts of this verse is raising funds for those who need it going to the poor to feed them. 
Obviously, they, those do not rhyme. But if you're listening to the song, it sounds like the singer also doesn't know which of those words they want to use. Because it sounds like they're saying, raising funds for those who need her, going to the poor to feed her. Like they don't, they just, like, I, am I hearing that? Is it just me that's hearing that? It just feels... We can double check. Roll but, it back. Yeah. But, uh, Ian, what were your two points? Oh, no. Well, Stephen covered the first one. Yeah. Um, the pronunciation das of volunteers. way. Um, that's also French. Sorry. Um, I was just going to remark how, like, this is clearly a biblical reference because, like, Mary is, like, going out and, like, feeding the poor. Like, it's very, very Christian. This whole thing wow. seems very Christian. It, re- it really I, is. I, for one, am slightly uncomfortable. So, so <laughs> this whole biblical idea behind it now i've just thought of a really awful way atheists could use this song you can out awful me right now i'd appreciate to uh the atheists could use this little jingle this this uh this catchy tune to to just start uh you know dismembering religions right what kind of a god (laughs) would allow this song no but it could be like uh Meeting angels after talk, yeah. Gonna give birth without sex, yeah. Mary just gave birth to the Son of God. You don't, don't buy it, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying if they changed all the lyrics, they could make a good piece of propaganda. I would say you're not wrong, but that's true to almost any song we do. Sure, Mary, it was an angel. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we could have done it with, with last week's episode. I mean, you could change the lyrics to any song, like, deepest, bluest, the earth is definitely not 5,000 years old. Hey, let's know. Did, that deepest, was... bluest, the earth is like a flat disc. <laughs> you read my mind. The deepest, bluest was a very biblical song, if you remember. It was. Preacher himself. No, you made it a biblical song. Jesus. <laughs> it was Shark Jesus, Shark as we established. Jesus. Shark Jesus? Yes. Yes, listen to last week's episode to hear Mike's theory about Shark Jesus. But that's that's just I yeah go back I just want to make sure okay, I yeah. didn't I didn't hear, um though I I heard what, what I thought I heard. What is wrong with that guy's face? <laughs> Sorry, we we, we're, we have a frozen screenshot. He's oh. fire punching. He's fire punching, and it's there next to it is uh, the word perfect with a K. The KT. KT. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and uh, yeah, let's call him Mark. Uh, Mark is freaking me out right now. Yeah, let's call him Marcus with a K U S. Exactly. Marcus. Yes. <laughs> You are totally right. It just sounds like he's saying need them, feed them, which like, yeah. technically is a rhyme. Yeah. But like, if you ask my friends who are lyricists, that's not a rhyme because exactly. they're just using the same word. Yes. <laughs> oh, you mean oh. it's not a rhyme if the person uses the same word and f- tries to rhyme that word with itself. This is a, this is a real hang up. This is a real hang up for there is hey, a Beyonce. We are not kicking the beehive. You, ha- you have to cut that part out. Restless volume team. You don't buy it too. But one point, I I feel like the song is actually, like, uh, disproving its own point. If uh, Rachel... Wait, hang on. Was that Rachel in the last verse? No, um... Who was... Mary. We, we covered Tammy God, there's and Tammy, Mary. there's Rachel, there's Mary. And Trish. And Trish. These, um, are, these are very Christian names. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so Tammy is the one who's been doing this. So, if to be honest, if your daughter is Girl Scout... Good upstanding citizen, raising funds, being a volunteer, donating to the poor. If she's like slutting it up a little in the evening, I would say it all evens out. Well, I'm also wondering. Also, I don't want to. I'm not slut shaming. No, you're not slut shaming a 17 year old. No, we don't I'm, know how old she is. She, be, she's still a Girl Scout. Okay, so she's this is Germany. I think, I think in Germany you can be like 30 and be a Girl Scout. She's probably 30. Sure. Um, first of all, I do appreciate that feminist statement because I'm also wondering, is this just like a far-right ploy to keep women it at bay? It feels like it. Because we're like, hey, like they're doing all these good things. They look good. But like in some like 1950s Reefer Madness style video, they're like, yes, but, but, but don't you believe it? Yes. Them it's women, like, don't them you believe it? It fits. <laughs> yes. How many soup kitchens, Nick? How many soup kitchens does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> Do you have to volunteer at where you're, because you're, you seem, you, based on what you said. Yes. You know, you do enough good things, you can slut it up, okay? So 
How by many, the way, how many soup kitchens does it take, Nick, before I can go out there and just just spread my seed at whim? Please, that's wait. not what they're saying that they're doing. Wait, wait, wait. I also wait. think we're comparing apples and oranges here. We're comparing apples to semen, guys. Oh, you uh, see, Mike, there you go, right there. So when women go do that sort of thing, they're sluts. But when men do it, it's a perfectly acceptable part of the fabric of our male-dominated patriarchy society. Well, not to my explain or anything, but I feel like he was asking, like, what is the math equation so that it, like, it justifies it for anybody? Yes. How many soup kitchens do he and Tammy have to work at together, or he and Trish, whichever <laughs> to one... To bang it out all kitchen. over East Germany. Like, so yeah. it's like a word problem for your, uh, like, an SAT <laughs> exactly. word problem. Yes. yes. Exactly. But Mike volunteers at six soup kitchens. How many, <laughs> how many chicks and or dudes is he allowed to bang with impunity? <laughs> Okay, I'm doing my algebra. X equals the amount of chicksy bangs. Yeah. Uh, y equals the soup kitchens. <laughs> <laughs> but let it be established, like, I don't think, like, it's a bit... I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, like this is saying how many... It's essentially we're trying to make the equation how many good things do you have to do to counterbalance the bad things. I don't see any issue with that. I, I do agree. I think this is more of like a far-right propaganda thing. Right. I'm glad we see the same thing. Yes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. Uh, Mothers be aware from Dance Your Stage is right-wing propaganda. I do not think that was the intent of the person who wrote and composed you it. You don't like it, do you, Steve? Um, <clears throat> I just don't well want to get, I just don't want to get like, we, guys, we are not, as Americans, completely aware of how maybe big or famous or well-loved the people we are, we are talking about are in Germany and Austria. I think I think Tammy and Trish and their <laughs> sisters are going to be okay. No, I yeah, just the mean, song is based on true people, by the way. I just These mean, are true I, events, real people. No, I just mean the guy who the guy I said to, the Florian from earlier who wrote Florian composed yeah, who wrote and composes. Like he, for all we know, he could be like a big deal in Germany and Austria, and we are making you couldn't even find anything on, on Google. What was his last because name? Because I gave up when D I couldn't translate Dink the German. Dinkelmeyer was the last name, right? Uh, Dunkelmeyer. Dunkelmeyer. Oh, I thought he was the Dingleberry. <laughs> His name is not Florian Dingleberry. <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. Um, are we in the Are we in the chorus again? Yeah, we're back in the chorus. Okay. Um, have but, we played the chorus yet? Uh, no, I, I can go back a little bit. We started. Okay. So I have, I'm wondering two things, and one of them is a throwback to a previous episode, and one of them is just a complete non sequitur, but... <laughs> Those are our bread and butter, both <laughs> <laughs> Throwbacks and non sequiturs. Um, well, okay, so um, anybody remember what year John Mayer's Daughters came out? Jesus. It was probably like 2005-ish or 2007. Oh, uh... No, it was before 2007, but this, this song also kind of feels like a supplement or a response to like... Mother or fathers, be good to your daughters, or they'll end up like some sluts. But <laughs> uh, Ian, you're not you're not doing it right. Goes mothers, be good to your fathers. Like you have to do it like that. Mothers, be good to your daughters. Ooh, yes. Um, there you go. Anyway, so, <laughs> anyway, so like I'm listening to this, and this kind of feels like a response. Like yeah, like I support John Mayer, which at, in 2010 was I a do very not. well. In 2010, that was an okay thing to say. <laughs> um, my other question is speaking of a heartbreaker, ladies. This came out John Mayer, your daughters, came, and John Mayer, the <laughs> ultimate heartbreakers. So I'm also wondering. This came out in 2010, and yes. Friday by Rebecca Black came out in 2011, correct? So I'm wondering if there's a connection between like it's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday, and, and mothers be aware that your daughters will prepare dot dot dot. It's Friday. Or what's his fuck the guy, the guy that the the, the no, not Dingleberg from Friday. Oh, um, that's rapping. Oh, uh, what's his name? Was it Patrice Wilson? Patrice Wilson. Patrice Wilson. Patrice Wilson. Yes. yes, Patrice Wilson. Anyway, so dude, so what if Patrice Wilson? <laughs> Go with me on this. <laughs> uh, we have no choice. We are here doing this. Maybe he was an avid, you know, DDR fanatic, and he bought up every single type of dance dance game, and he liked the music, right? And he hears this song, inspired, boom, and it helps Rebecca Black make it That's, off of this. That, that is entirely possible. He wouldn't have to have bought every Dance Dance Revolution knockoff game to be inspired by one song from one game, though. That would be a terrible investment on his part. I mean, like... 
I, you're right because I'm thinking all he has to hear is this one like club banger. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Oh no! Now I've got two terrible songs stuck in my head. It's like a. It's like a. I'm waking up in the morning. It's like a round. It's like row, row, row your boat. Go downstairs. It's like I'll start singing "Mothers Be Aware." Once I get done the first verse, Ian, you start singing the first verse of Friday. Also, it is Friday while recording this, so you're welcome, Internet. Yes. I feel like we're done here. No, no, I want, I, I want to, I want to try this, this, the round. You want yes. to try doing the round? I want to try. God it. damn it! So we, we have to change. You have to change the tempo just a little bit. But um, why don't you, why don't you do "Mothers Be Aware" because you've got the lyrics to the first verse down pretty, pretty well. Um, you mean "Mothers Be Aware" that your daughters to prepare? Well, no, Rachel's yes, a perfect Stephen. daughter. They get ready me. to leave their lair. Yes, they have a lair. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Solidifying it takes place in Germany. So, Stephen, you be this guy, you be Rebecca Black, and I'll be John Mayer. Okay. Rachel is a faithful daughter, only drinking holy water. Never missed a service since age four. Sing hallelujah. No one is as nice as Trish is. Gotta be fresh. Gotta go downstairs. Gotta have my bowl. Gotta have cereal. Seeing everything the clock is going. Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody get ready to get laid. Rachel does her hair. Gotta get down on Friday. Looking forward to the weekend, Friday, 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 yeah, party and party and yeah, fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. So mothers, be good to your daughters too. It works. Wow. It works if we change what the definition of works means, (laughs) which we can. Now, before we get to the bridge, I actually have a question I want to ask Ian. <clears throat> hey, Uh-oh. Ian! Um, <laughs> yes. I ask Ian! Yes. Uh, as, a, as someone who has choreographed dance maneuvers before. The kids call it. That's what I do. That's, that's how I do approach it, yes. Yes. Um, now, as, we, as I said before, the, the actual choreography of the video game characters dancing does not correspond to what it looks like when you're actually dancing on the dance mat and playing the game. How... If you can even describe this, audio, audio, you know, if purely through audio, the medium of audio, how would you go about choreographing "Mothers Be Aware"? Ooh, well, I would bring like it... pop and lock. What are we talking about here? What well, do we go to? Ultimately, I would want to do what services the story best. So here we're talking mm. about a good Midwestern Christian family. While right? you're while you're telling this, I am going to sit here with my fingers <laughs> under my jaw, Steven Spielberg style, and listen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so ultimately, we're going to have to find a score of music that um, accurately reflects the story we want to tell. So I also like will not only listen to the lyrics, but I will listen to what the music is telling me. So we got a pretty solid drum beat in here, mm-hmm. and it's pretty driving. So I would probably choreograph something contemporary on a jazzy style. Like I'm not a hip hop dancer, so I wouldn't like venture that far into it personally another choreographer might but i would it would definitely be like contemporary jazz that is being driven by this party idea this like double life theme and um the like i already said the percussion right yes the drums yeah the drum um drum beat the story and uh like this theme of like a double life and it probably honestly would not look too dissimilar to like what they're doing. Really? So, like, so Bob Fosse like, meets Pop and Lock. Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> wow. That was really cool to get some insight from a choreographer. And the thing is, like, I'm not even joking. That's how I, that's how I would approach it. I feel like we all learned something just now. I know. I don't it like first, it. Yeah, I hate first it. time for everything on the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I just destroyed your show. You can <laughs> carry on. Are you really so?
kind of don't like this unnamed protagonist. Well, not even a protagonist, but the, per- the whoever the character is singing the song. He's just going up to mothers being like, your kids seem great, but they're really little shits. Are you so naive? <laughs> Open your mind, sheeple. Yeah, it's, it's Ariel's dad from Beaumont in Footloose. Like, it's yes, the you mean John Lithgow. It's John Lithgow. Oh, yeah, it's John Lithgow. <laughs> It's just—it's very aggressive because I'm starting to distrust him as a narrator and as a source of information. I'll tell you in advance, they'll party and they'll dance. You know, he's just just putting things in their brains. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, but it will. It will. Was that rhyme on purpose? No, he just—that's a—that's the lyric. Oh. <laughs> so yes, it was. <laughs> I'm. But his eyes were so wide when he said that. I, like, they'll just, party and they'll dance. It just seemed so like natural. Like I was just really into it for a second. Yes, it seems like the end of a of a supervillain monologue. They'll party and they'll dance <laughs> and they'll die. <laughs> Soon they will all get together, chatting over politics and the weather. Cause that's what good girls always do. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, good girls are always chatting about politics and the weather. Which is funny because those two subjects, one is completely innocuous that people talk about when they have nothing else that they should be talking about, and the other is the thing that people talk about when they want to start shit and stop talking to the other person. (laughs) It's the two extreme ends. Yeah, it's like, we talk about the weather because we don't really know each other and there's nothing really to talk about, we just want to be polite, and we talk about the other thing when we want to end the conversation with punching them in the face. Yes. Wouldn't it be nice if it was the other way around, though? You know? Yeah. Fuck like, you, it's not going to rain. Fuck <laughs> you. It's like, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying, but I'm a pro-choice person. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's good getting to know you, Marge. Eat a dick, you cloud-covered truther. Punch to the dick. Punch to the dick. <laughs> yeah, but all I'm saying is, like, I think that environmental injustice impacts us all. Oh, uh, that's a much better universe that we, yes. we should all be actively trying to get to through science. <laughs> Because we're not going to get to it by conversation, as we discovered. No, certainly We need not. to build a machine to travel to the other universe. But could you imagine if... if follow, follow that through to its logical conclusion. If people really got passionately angry about the weather all the time. To be honest, I think that would destroy us as a society faster than politics is doing now. If that's possible. I mean, it's doable. We just need to condition a large swath of society to equate in their brain like their brain chemistry has to be altered to the point where the part of their brain that registers uh their self yes uh they have to also equate their notion of self with the notion of what the weather's going to be so that if you attack the what the weather's going to be you're taking it as a personal attack on themselves yes guys the weathermen and women of this world would be like world leaders you need to have you need to have sean hannity doing the weather essentially (laughs) yes (laughs) Jake Tapper reporting on cold fronts. I'd watch that. (laughs) I would definitely steal that move. Yes. The shoulder shimmy. It's a full body movement. I love it. Okay, so they did a little bit of the Cotton Eye Joe there, and I just think that's a little unoriginal. I would not put that in my Okay. <laughs> just in case you were wondering. No, no. You've struck at the very chord of their being. <laughs> also, I, I don't want to bring the conversation topic to what we were warned about, politics and the weather, but further on the note of this being right-wing propaganda, if we <laughs> function under the assumption... That I think was accurate, that we kind of discussed and uh, concluded, that Tammy, Rachel, Sarah, they're all forming a union. And this narrator, this whoever the vocalist is, is trying to undermine them by saying, but they're really slutbags. He's trying it's, to undermine the union. Right, exactly. He's, oh undermining, he's undermining He's undermining. the Girl Scout union. Yes. And he's doing it by going for the mothers. Blown this whole thing wide what open. What a sick fuck. <laughs> I am sick of these anti-union peeps out there with their propaganda bringing it down, man. Yes, Mike Mike is very personally affected by this. Hashtag cookies for everyone. Yes. That sounds like socialism. I really want cookies now. (laughs) Well, talk to Tammy. I didn't eat breakfast, so I should probably do that first. These Girl Scouts are overworked and underpaid with cookies, man. (laughs) 
There's not enough cookies. I don't think they're paid by cookies. <laughs> I don't think they have a cookie-based economy. They're paid in badges, goddammit. <laughs> they need more badges. I was only a Cub Scout for like two years, and then my parents were like, you play violin, do that. I know, I saw the, I saw the Cub Scout uniform. Yeah, the sexy-ass Cub Scout uniform. <laughs> Is that Follow- the one you wore to a Halloween costume yes. party? Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's also the one that I had. It's, it was my actual Cub Scout uniform from like 1998 or 1999, whenever I was a Cub yes. Scout. Yeah, Ian in a it Cub Scout me. uniform, it kind of just looked like a Twink Boy Scout uniform. It fits me better now than it did when I was actually a Cub Scout. I'm going to take that as a compliment too, Nick. It was very, form, it was very form-fitting, that's all I'm Thank saying. Thank you. Oh my god, I'm wearing those shorts right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is Twink a word we can say? I think so. <laughs> I, you meant it as a compliment, so I'm I gonna, did. Yes. So I'm going to. It's like bear. It's just one of those words that I know it denotes for a certain subsection of a certain subsection how pe- they describe themselves. But I, it, I never can understand. It sounds like it could be one of those words that I mean, it's I'm only allowed to use. Possibly, but I will be transparent when I say I have been called a Twink's Paradise more than one <laughs> occasion. So, mostly by strangers on the subway. <laughs> right. Uh, if if I did not mean that term in any offense, if it was offensive and I spoke from ignorance, please, listeners, send an email to the songtops report at gmail.com and tell me to get more woke. Been spending most our lives living in the Twinkies paradise. <laughs> that sounds like a Twinkies commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Twinkies. We ask them to not play nice. <laughs> but that's pretty much the end of Mothers Be Aware. They will party. They will DJ. I wouldn't put that move in my work either. What was that? I said I wouldn't put that move in my work either. They did like the very basic like, like pushing hand pump. Move. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like doing push-ups against the air. Right. The one like, that you do when you when you uh, when ah push it comes on. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you hear a breathy voice say the words push it, you must do that. Yeah. Push it. What was the high score? Yeah, it didn't. Sh- it didn't show us the high score at the end of that game. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, and I didn't. I didn't at all say where I had discovered the song from either. The whole episode. That's fine. It's right. almost better if there's a mystery about. Like, Steve, where did you find the song? I'll never tell. <laughs> Steve was probably. Oh. Steve was I, probably. I, 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 was, I, was I was going to. I was that. going to. But now I feel like it's a weird. It, the end of the show is a weird place to talk about that. I kind of like almost just imagining where it came from. So now that we've established it's right wing anti union propaganda. Oh man. You were probably at a um, Paul Ryan convention, <laughs> and they were playing the intro song as he comes out and it was mothers be aware i just think of all the people that are very sensitive of two two people accusing them of being right wing that it's the germans <laughs> i just feel like they have they Touché. have they have a spot where they're like you know like it's not a, not so much a trigger but sort of be like it's the one thing that like if you accuse them of it they want to do everything in their power to disavow you of that of that notion yes but granted, I'm accusing them of like boring, like United States right wing stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, which they, is getting there. Do, which is getting <laughs> closer they, to. They do a much better job of exactly what you said than we do about any of our history. So, yeah. yes. Uh, so credit where credit's due. Exactly. Yes. I just, the American I, policy is just deny, deny, deny. It never happened. Yeah, I just read a book by a psychologist recently called uh, I think it was I think it was White Panic or something like that, where it's just it it go, delves into the social. That'd be my rapper name. Yeah, it delves into the social. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Like the, the sociological and psychological thing that prevents, that has been building up over the course of however many hundreds of years America has been around that has built up into white people that makes them terrified to talk about anything having to do with race. Mm, I can get behind that. It's actually, it's a very it's a very interesting and informative book. I hope I got the name right and didn't just call it something crazy. Is this the part of the show where we talk about how it died? You know what? Usually that kind of just happens organically throughout the episode, but you know what? We haven't done that in a while. We're at the, the very end. Death. We summarize exactly what caused the song to die. We are the song topsy report after all. Yes, but I, 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 had, I was the one that was like, guys, isn't the whole episode the autopsy report for the song? And then he ruined it for everyone. No. Uh, Ian, do you have a working theory as to how the song died? Um, hmm. 
<laughs> I have two theories. Ooh. I was really hoping you didn't. And they were just like, guys, is this the time of the show where we do the autopsy? And you're like, you're right, Ian, go ahead. Oh, I didn't think of anything. I was just... Oh, no, I came prepared today. Hot damn. Um, so my one theory is um, from is that uh, cause of death was union busting and um, like in a triangle shirtwaist factory style. Jesus like, Christ. Um, like awful happening. Or it just got hit by the bus in Rebecca Black's Friday. Jesus Christ. So I was just imagining, as soon as you said that, I was imagining mothers be aware, but in the background over the dance pad movement. Actually, it's no. like can I, can black I and white that? photos of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. Can I rewind that? Because like that went the direction I didn't want it to go. <laughs> sure. <laughs> wait, no, wait, we're allowed to do that? Because <laughs> first time, Mike and I have both said things on this show that... So many things, Nick, so many things! On this episode, the very to. episode that we would like I was, to rewind. I was going to like... Originally, be like cause of death was like a union, like a union busting, like riot kind of thing. Yes. But Triangle Shirtwaist Factory came out before I could say like riot, and I was like, okay, well, I have to commit to like the re the yep. the, the Pinkertons. You're talking about the Pinkertons, sure. The strike busting, goddamn sure. Pinkertons. But yeah, it ended up being about like the reason we have a labor m movement to begin with. So um, so um, I'll take my six months equity insurance now. Yes, please. <laughs> Mike, do you have... Reza, Freza, equity, Freza, Reza, Freza. Any working theory? Oh, man. All right. So this this song, Nick. I mean, we have the evidence displayed before us. We have it displayed right there, right there. Nope. No. No, you know what? Let Steve go first. I'm sure Steve's got something. <laughs> He's itching to go. I can just see it. I'm, I'm already in way too much trouble today. <laughs> um... I want to say Google Translate killed it. <laughs> <laughs> because if anyone's ever used Google Translate, which I certainly didn't when I was doing the research, but I've used it before to just sort of be like, hey, what does this sound like in another language? But Google Translate is a, is a, is a fantastic service. It is not 100% like... On, Google doesn't have the artificial intelligence to understand how the English language is supposed to work all the time. So when you ever, you know, and everyone like does, uh, everyone does the thing where they type a thing into Google Translate, and then when you say it out loud to the speaker of the language you were trying to translate it to, they said they will tell you, okay, you basically just said, "How are you to being today? I am goodly. Thank you very much. Okay, okay, bye bye." You know. <laughs> so I blame Google Translate for killing the song. Goodness, that's uh. Can't fight with that evidence. Um, I blame Google for a lot of things. <laughs> and so did Europe, apparently. Yep. Uh, for me... Oh, we're going to let Mike go last? Yes. You want to yes. do that? Uh, yes, I, re I really want to build up to whatever terrible you, thing Mike you, is going you to You want to put the clip in that gun and point it at all of us, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Goddamn lootly. No, to me, this song um, died from uh, not getting the proper nutrition because it was locked in its room permanently by a terrified mother who was so scared of ever letting it out of its room because of all the terrible things it was allegedly doing based on what the lyrics of the song said it was doing that it uh, just was never let out and it died. I want to see if Ian and I were about to make the same reference. No, I... I a, Harry Potter. B. Damn it. Um, no, not me. Like, I, I thought you were going to say from the malnutrition from eating too many Girl Scout cookies... But that's just delicious. <laughs> Carry on. It's delicious and everyone should be doing it. Oh, no, I thought we were both going to make a no more wire hangers reference. Oh. oh. That's for you, honey. That's for yes. my fiance. Uh, yes. Mommy dearest killed this song. Uh, <laughs> I'm amending my answer. And Mike, what is your working theory of how the song Oh, goes? Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, Jesus I don't Christ think he did killed it. it. I, he might have. He don't, we did talk about him a little bit, right? <laughs> the song was raptured. Dude. I think, I think dance killed this song, man. Dude, did you see that guy with his flaming fists out there, man? What do you think he like punched like the dancer next to him with his flaming fists? This was too much. Too much heat on the dance floor. Also, if you get the warnings from the sun, I mean, these girls are going out to dance, and that's nothing their mothers want them doing, Nick. It's every dangerous. Time, it's dangerous But every dance. time he was swinging his fist, a text popped up that said, perfect. Exactly, because the game knows what he's doing. Yeah, oh my God. The game is in on it, too. The game is the in on it. The game's afoot. Like, not to mention all of the folklore that talks about being chosen to dance to death. 
As a as a folk, yeah. as a as a self-described folklorist, I haven't uh, I haven't come across this particular. You've never heard of the Rite of Spring by Stravinsky? Oh, uh, okay. This yeah, gets literally the whole plot. It's just thirty hours of them going. Why are you yelling at me, Steve? This game was almost called Don's Don's Macabre. <laughs> For everyone listening, I am the only one who didn't laugh at that. <laughs> Be- a, uh, and not because I hated it. It was very clever. I just was the butt of the joke, so I didn't laugh. Oh, and by the way, the, the triangle shirtwaist game would have been called Dance Dance Industrial Revolution. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but that is about it for Mothers Be Aware from Dance It's Your Stage by uh, oh, yeah, D. We, oh, yeah. We forgot. Dance also has an exclamation mark after yeah. it. Dance so It's Your Stage. Dance It's Your Stage by yes. <laughs> Detlef D. Seuss. <laughs> Um, but guys, thank you so much for listening. You can um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you are so inclined. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, and check out Dapper Devil Productions on YouTube where you can watch the uh, final episode of Subletters. And before you watch that, you're able to catch up on all the previous four episodes that came out. That's right. Uh, and Ian, while you're here... Uh, can we plug you on social media? Oh uh, yeah, well I live here, so uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. You can follow me on uh, pretty much every social media platform at ibroski, um, mainly Twitter and Instagram. That's where I post my dumbest shit. Um, <laughs> Unlike everyone else who uses Twitter and Instagram, right? Exactly. Um, and then yeah, check out Dapper Devil Productions. Um, we have some really cool uh, things that we're uh, percolating on. So yes. keep up with us. Um, and uh, check out, I have a podcast called The Thing That Happened This oh, Week. Yes. Um, we're on hiatus right now, but you can check out some back episodes. Yes. Um, some great interviews, some yeah. great content. It's some fun stuff. Um, you're on, you're on, I don't know why it struck me as funny, but I feel like you would, you're on hiatus, where you're just like, hey, hey, we are not around for a while, but, you know, that's pretty much that's just yeah. how it sounds. My right, name. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, okay. You, every, oh, what? You guys can say stupid shit that comes to your head, but I'm not allowed to, huh? No, you're allowed to. Fair. I will just give it the exact same response you always give it. No, to be that's, fair, that's, that's fair. That's, that's an accurate, uh, that's accurate, though, Steve. So, um, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you just internet me. Like, that's. <laughs> yes, internet Ian. Yeah. Uh, oh, Mr. God, Mike that Russell. sounds like a horrible thing to do to a person. Uh, yeah, you can find my stuff at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR. Or on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.com. D-O-T. And yeah, like Nick said, please send in your song suggestions, ideas, critiques, feedbacks, leave a review. I actually didn't say the send the song suggestions this time, but yes, please oh, do yeah. that. If you have a bad song <laughs> suggestion, please email us or please. Uh, DM us. We'll get it in our next uh, listener submitted episode. Yes, yes. Uh, what? You can find us on comeherefloyd.com. Yep. And, uh, yeah, uh, also please send in uh, what you believe uh, mothers should also be aware of. Any innocuous thing, whether it is... Where aliens may live, or what the weather could be tomorrow, and why was aliens the first thing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about aliens all the time. <laughs> well, they are everywhere. The reptilians are among us. But they are so true. I could be one. Who knows? Okay, and uh, <laughs> and Steve, where may we find you? Uh, I am also on the the stupid box, aka Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> that was a great joke, Steve. And. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Steve. It really was. Yeah, it was the funniest. You're the best. Anyway. Uh, it's a little teaser of Steve's new one-man podcast <laughs> with three different hosts. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I just quit this and do all three of the parts. Uh, it was really funny, Steve. Uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram at, at your man Trollo. Um, I will... Uh, uh, you, you'll be missing most of the one, most of the tweets I've been doing because I need to try to get a job with Disney in the next couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, no, oh, not really. <laughs> That's a joke about what happened. Um, oh, James Gunn. And oh god. Uh, and uh, are you not telling me something? <laughs> and uh, uh, and just uh, since I didn't do it on the show, I'm gonna have a shout out to uh, my uh, my favorite um, uh, uh, online uh, gaming. Uh, station, uh, Fun House, and uh, they have this thing called Demo Disc, where they play old-ass demo discs from like 20 or so years ago, and 
uh, like try to play those old ass games. Oh, like Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I loved that game. And uh, and one of the episodes was this. Like they found a demo disc with "Dance It's Your Stage" on it, and they found the song "Mothers Be Aware." But it was the last song to unlock, and they heard a, a preview of it, and were become immediately obsessed with it. So they spent like eight weeks trying to unlock that song every episode, and they finally did. And then a couple, and I watched it, and it was, they were great episodes. And like several months later, I started doing this podcast. And then after that, I was like, wait a second. We talk about shitty, terrible, weird-ass songs. Let's do this one. <laughs> and then a year later, we finally did Yes. At the very end of the episode, we figure out where it came from. I know nobody cares, but I just wanted to give them a plug because yes. I don't want, like, if there's a weird cross-section of fans of them and fans of us who, like, just get on the horn and go, you didn't give them a shout-out, you don't, you, you cheat, you don't tell them where it's from. Like, that's how they sound on the I, internet, I assume. Yes. I thought you were gonna give a shout-out to your fiancé, and I was gonna be like, that's really sweet, but never mind. Well, thanks for saying that, so now she'll, now she'll think of what could have been, and now I'm being in trouble. Big ups to Steffi. I literally thought the same thing. <laughs> Consequently, she hates that form of her word, of her name, that form of her name. So. They're trying to salvage it. <laughs> Valid. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for listening. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And who, who's going to go last? Do you want to go last, Ian? I, Ian's a, a special guest, so. Okay. Let's do it again. Let's do the round again. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. I'm Steve Trollinger. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And we will see you guys next week. Take care. Free.